<laughs> this episode contains explicit content and themes of a mature nature. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Busty Bay. This is quite sad, really. This is our last recording day. Yeah, we have done so much Six. recording. Honestly. Honestly, this is episode 12 out of 14 that we have bulk recorded. Yeah. So if people aren't revving up for Crimbo yet, what are you what doing? What are you doing? We have got some Christmas episodes coming up. Yeah. Um, which you should definitely get excited for because what is Christmas if it's not busty? Exactly. Have yourself a very busty Christmas. That's Have what the song yourself is. a very busty Christmas. Anyway, one thing because we are so depressed. Um, one thing Have we said we, why we're depressed? Um, probably not. Why are we depressed, Rachel? so many reasons why are you depressed? um one of the reasons why i struggle with christmas and this time of year the most is because the people in my life that i felt made christmas for me are dead um <laughs> can relate <laughs> so, but that is another episode altogether but we at the busty ways we want to enjoy christmas and celebrate christmas for all the good and lack of religion we have um but we also want to talk about some very important causes, don't we, Beth? We do, because Christmas time is a very hard time. Um, for and a lot of people. For loads of people. Not just us two. We're not the Scrooges. Oh, woe is us. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we're so hard done by. We're not the only ones that are like bar humbug every year. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Um, don't worry. Christmas is a really difficult time because I think it just highlights the fact that people are really lonely and really on their own it's almost like you're supposed to have this perfect christmas and some people don't and speaking of loneliness rachel that is what we're going to be talking about today loneliness particularly loneliness in the elderly um because i mentioned my grandparents there and they were such a massive part of christmas for me and it breaks my heart that there are some um old old people i can't think of a better (laughs) term um out there who don't have families or don't have families that they can see and especially because of corona i mean because we are yeah, we, don't know what, this. we don't know what christmas is going to look like with corona, we don't do know we? what a corona christmas is going to look like oh, fucking um, depressing real as shit um yeah we don't know what it's going to look like because we are pre-recording so far in advance that we don't know we don't know what's gonna be happening do we every time anytime i think about loneliness at christmas and like old people being lonely i think of the john lewis advert and it just makes me really sad i was gonna mention that the john lewis advert that was um was it for like dementia uk or like a dementia charity um but it was the man on the moon and oh my god did i cry literally and everyone was like i fucking hate this and i was like it's so emotional i don't understand what you're talking about literally and i think you know we i think it's safe to say that even though me and beth are quite i would i would describe us as extroverted introverts yeah um i think you're more introverted than i am yeah i mean i'm definitely the more introverted one i think it's because you're anxious (laughs) i'm anxious all the time every day um but it's it's almost like a choice that we make it's you know we do go out like when we want to but at the same time we do stay in and it's very sad that a lot of older people they don't have that choice they don't have that choice we have the opportunity to go out and we have the means to go out we are healthy and um 
able and it's really it's it's hard for the people that aren't healthy and able and a lot of people who um don't have family around this time who are older who've lost family who've lost friends who've lost family who've lost friends who have no one and they they don't have the means to go out and get about and do what they yeah. want to do and see people and even if they could see people they physically like don't have anyone to see which and is it's the so sad i mean i've always been quite um aware of helping the elderly shall we say it sounds so patronizing i don't want it to come across that way but i don't know how else to word it no it um, we we know what we're saying and if you don't get what we're saying then you're probably not on the same wavelength we are no, which is the majority. We're fucking nuts. <laughs> um, but my mum is an end of life carer, and my stepmom used to be an end of life carer. So around Christmas time, we would go in um and see her clients because my parents are self well they're not self employed but they're on zero hour contracts. So on the Christmases that my dad doesn't have me and my brother, he will work. And on the Christmases, my mum doesn't have me and my brother, she will work. So. Christmas is very much a time to be generous for us and it is a time to ensure everyone's okay because not everybody does have their family. Exactly. Um, it just makes me so sad and I never want to get to that point in my life and when I think about my own family, like it makes me really sad and I am quite grateful that the close-knitness of, of our family has gone through for generations, you know? Yeah, I think... Christmas is a hard time and we want to highlight today the difficulties that it can take on people in care homes and people who are older and more vulnerable at this time. So so I really want to talk about our own experiences with loneliness and the elderly and where that's brought us now, what we want to do now and in the future to help those that are lonely and yeah, bits and bobs like that. So would you like to give a little bit of, you know, did you ever... Were your parents ever encouraging for you to like go help neighbours, older relatives, that sort of thing? Um, I think the difficulties for me, for most of the old people in my life, they've all died pretty young. So I've not had very many vulnerable people that I could go and look after in my family because they all died at like 50, 60, um, <laughs> which is really young. <laughs> really sad and very young um but why we always my mum's always been like make sure sh- always check on your neighbor yeah. make sure that they're okay like we have old um i used to have a granny and a granddad but they died um <laughs> and they, they were quite old and we used to go around and see them like before christmas and obviously you make the rounds like family wise you go around and see everybody but it's all it's all about um just be mindful and we my mum what my stepmom and my mum do and like my family used to do is like write cards and if when we used to live in like a little cul-de-sac we'd write cards to all the houses and post them in the house like christmas cards to houses i feel like we did that see i don't i literally i'm having one of those false memories i'm having one of those days where i can't remember anything about my childhood so that's fabulous it's really good when we're having a podcast but i literally don't remember anything but I I imagine my family was like really like nice <laughs> to old people. I've always been very respectful of old people. And um, with school, we used to 
because with girl guiding and with school and stuff we used to do collections around christmas time and like write christmas cards for care homes and like homeless shelters and we went to go sing carols at one of the um care homes to all the old people and they really enjoyed it and it was like one of those things like it's mainly with school and stuff i don't really remember anything i i remember it you are an awful person This is going to make my mum sound like a really awful person. Your mum has not come off very well in the cup. Co- 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 my mum is, my, it's actually her birthday when we're recording this, so I can't slate her too much. Before my grandparents died in 2016, where her parents, um, before they died, she sort of was like, it's not my issue, you know, someone else's issues, stuff like that. Yeah. But since they died and since, um, you know, we realised how generous and kind their neighbours were to them when they were very ill um you know multiple times ambulances had to be called for both of them for very different reasons um and they they chose to do that out of the kindness of their hearts i mean mm-hmm. my grandparents are very lovely people anyway they're very sociable very um chatty so it's not like they wouldn't have been on friendly terms with their neighbours anyway but yeah. it's just the the, gen- the genuine kindness of people it really stood out to me and my mum because they lived in Surrey and they lived over an hour away and we couldn't be there to do that um, which I think my mum has a lot of guilt maybe? Yeah, yeah I think she's a lot of guilt for that and she really shouldn't because it's, it's just one of those fault. things isn't it you know you're yeah. going to live like an hour away from your family um, by the end of the week and there's nothing you can do about it. I also think like I think when you're in that kind of situation and it's very traumatic and I can't imagine how horrible it must have been for you but when you you're in that situation you almost think oh well if I, I if it was if I'd have been there I could have saved them but you yeah, can't no. like we're so so my granny did have um a carer with her when when she was really poorly she's a living carer um who you know it is scary to think you know if she'd been really like resilient and said that she didn't want to care her um yeah then she would have been on her own and some of the times the carer had to phone an ambulance and some of the times the neighbors had to phone the ambulance um so they both took on that duty quite well yeah um but yeah so it wasn't until they died that mum sort of became quite and you also nurturing you almost you almost <laughs> when you've been in that situation you almost look at other situations and go well if those were my grandparents this is how i'd want them to be treated and this is how yeah. they were treated and this is how i think i should and treat that's them. how i always think I, i'm always so polite and kind and courteous to older people because i i would hate for somebody to be a dick a dick to my grandparents you Literally. know um yeah so ever since they died mum Obviously, she's an end-of-life carer, so she has to have some sort of heart. Um, <laughs> wow, any- you make it sound you make it sound so nice. And- yeah, no, she's definitely become nicer. Um, and she's got into contact with a lot of my grandparents' friends, who are obviously of a similar age to what my grandparents were, so they're quite old and vulnerable. Um, some of them, you know, live in America. Some of them live in Italy. Some of them live... Aww. They live all over the world. And mum still sends them Christmas cards and little when um the pandemic first happened she sent loads of english biscuits to the one in america because she misses english biscuits so much oh <laughs> it's just the sweetest thing 
Um, so now she's definitely does a lot more of that. I mean, they, my mum and my stepmom have quite a few friends that are um, vulnerable, and I think it's the care in them is very much like, right, we're going to help you out, we're going to sort you out, we're going to do this, we're going to find social services and get you sorted, and, I'll, you know, I'll give you a quick wipe down, and, you know, they're very yeah. like that. They're very... Nurturing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... So I've sort of learned to be that person like there's no point if you have a friend or something no matter your age who is vulnerable um and needs assistance or help in some manner you can't suddenly be like oh that's not my place no if, if it's happening in front of your eyes you know if if they're really ill you your like instinct just takes over and you have to do what you've got to do and even just like having a chat with like an older person like it just makes them so happy and that's something that i learned first hand from working um in a shop in our village yeah. where a lot of our old cus a lot of our customers were older and a lot of them were widowed or separated or divorced or just didn't have anyone at just home just lonely I just think. lonely um and they didn't really have anyone so um when they used to come into the shop they would talk to you for like 15 minutes of pop and that would be the only interaction they'd have every day and that really stood out to me because it made me really sad thinking oh they're gonna go home to no one but then I was like I'm stuck like I can't talk to you for the whole six hours of my shift yes you can (laughs) as much as I would have liked to um so yeah that's sort of my experience and I do I think it's like my um what was it you said the other day where I, I um I feel you're an empath I'm an empath, so... It you really, feel things very deeply, I think, for other yeah, people. Yeah, and a lot of things that would happen in the shop um, to do with older people, if they said something to me that I would find worrying, um, it would stay with me for quite a while. Mm. Um, and I met, especially during the pandemic and during the crisis, I met a lot of um, the grandchildren, children, nieces, nephews of these older customers. Uncles. Who, uncle, whoever... No... <laughs> I was just throwing names out there then. <laughs> of these older customers. Um, and they would just be so grateful. And I'd be like, look, I'm, I am a human. Like, I'm not I'm not a twat. Like, Well. Well. I mean, I'm only... I worked there from when I was 18 to when I was 19. And I know I was really young, but I still saw the importance of conversation. Yeah. And, you You're know, very mature for your age, I think, especially like emotionally. You. We're both quite emotionally mature. I think in yeah. different ways, but we're both very emotionally mature for our age. And I think when you have that understanding of what it's, what that real loneliness looks and feels like, it's it's really difficult to switch that emotion off, and it's really difficult to turn that empathy off for those people Definitely. because it's so easy just to picture the person that you love in that situation, or the person that you lost in that situation, and not even that it's just human empathy like if you're lacking basic human empathy then you're not going to be able to feel those things but i think you feel those things a lot too much like you take on people other people's problems as your own and you feel them so deeply and that's a good thing but it also is a bad thing because you have crippling anxiety so you also (laughs) worry about those people very 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 much but there's nothing you have to also remember as much as you can do you also cannot save everybody and you cannot be a saviour of everybody and that's why we need more people like you 
and like well i would oh, say like we just need more rachels in the world we need more rachels in the world. <laughs> we need no we do we need more rachels in the world we need more people who will look around and give a shit and actually even if it's just a 10 minutes out of your day to have a chat with someone who maybe wouldn't wouldn't talk to anyone for weeks and wouldn't have had a conversation for ages with anybody because we are we as humans are social animals and we mm. need to be around Definitely. people i'm quite fortunate in that my nan who is still alive who i don't really see eye to eye with but she's still my nan um i'm quite grateful in that even though she's been through two husbands been through two, been husbands. Through two husbands you know lives alone is very independent that even though she is all those things and more um she has her sisters who she speaks to every day i mean they're they're all of a similar ish age um so they are sort of retired or at the point of about to retire so they will phone each other every day at the same time i think that's why i feel so passionately about it because i i know that it's it's almost like it you shouldn't take it for granted like friendship and communication and relationships really yeah i think you don't understand how much we need it as humans until it's gone Mm. and like loneliness is a massive it's a big killer like i I know it sounds quite dramatic when you say it but it does kill people loneliness can kill people it you just stop trying because you've got nobody to try for really sad but like it's true and you've got to think about those people and especially at christmas like christmas is a time it's gonna be cringy as fuck when i say it but christmas is a time for love and joy and it should not be a time where you shut your doors on the most vulnerable people yeah christmas is a time for joy and caring and kindness and it's not a time to shut people out like we need to be more empathetic to the people around us especially with corona as well because those people are not just going to be vulnerable at christmas they will have been vulnerable the whole the whole year they would have been isolated a lot of people who will have to have been shielding they won't have family a lot of people lost to loads of family and if there's a second wave which i'm pretty sure there will be which is coming up now then there's gonna it would have already happened by his son's yeah there's going to be so much death and sadness and instead of shutting each other out and pushing people away we need to start like letting people in and trying to bring a little bit of joy we can save 2020 depending on how christmas goes guys seriously um (laughs) but it makes me really sad because i'm i'm genuinely in i think because i'm interested in like the care sector and yeah maybe one day that'll be one of my jobs because i say it a lot but i want a lot of careers in life yeah um so whenever mum gets in from a shift someone's like oh who do you see today you know how were they what um and you know <laughs> my mum be my mum trying to i think scare me off is like oh they've got horrendous piles today <laughs> <laughs> but then like some of them who so there's one whose family sort of dotted around europe she's not originally from the uk um but that's sort of where her disability forced her to stay if you see what i mean yeah. i'm trying really hard to not like say too much um so her family's dotted all around europe she doesn't have any children she never got married nothing like that um and i said to mum so what does she do um she has four calls a day so like a breakfast one a lunchtime one, one mid-afternoon, and a nighttime dinner time one. Yeah. Um, and I said to mum, "What does she do in between her calls?" And she's like, "She just waits for the next call." Oh my and, god! Are you trying to make me cry? Like, is that not just the saddest thing? Like, all you have to look forward to is your carers coming in. 
is so sad, isn't it? And this is why we I, I really want to volunteer in this sort of area because I don't think I could cope with like the physical personal care of it all. Like some things that mum says I'm like, okay, that has definitely put me off going into care. Yeah. Um, yeah a lot of shit and um piss. Yeah. And, and um, more vomit and, and but lots of bodily fluids really and sore catheters yeah i literally just had a little shiver um yeah maybe when i'm older but for right now i don't think that's something that i could potentially cope with so volunteering just just to sit i mean one of the things we did in school um for my health and social care gcse was we went to um a day center for old people and we just spoke to them and some of them Aww. some of them were um how am I gonna say this? Some of them like had dementia or Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or things like that. And some of them were like completely healthy, like just like your average seventy, eighty year old. Yeah. Um and they were so grateful and they loved it so much. And when we left so we did it over a course of a few weeks and when we left, they cried. Did they actually? It was just so sad. Oh. Like, obviously, they see each other every day, and they see um, the amazing women that work there and stuff women like that. Women and men and people. I don't just know people. if any men did work there. The amazing there. people that work there. <laughs> the amazing people that work there. Um, but it was just so nice for them to have, like, a younger generation yeah. in there. Um and the, and also old people are so funny they are hilarious they are fucking hysterical if you haven't gone and spoken to an old person like what are you doing they are so funny some of the things that they say potentially because of some of the medication they're on when my granny was really poorly and on morphine the stuff she would come out with you'd have to like try not to laugh because Iconic. you know she's saying it because she's so unwell but also it's like funny <laughs> <laughs> literally i mean when my granddad died she was already poorly um and they were discussing um graves <laughs> which is always beautiful always a lovely conversation to have with your grandmother who is dying very joyful um and she basically said well i want him to be buried a bit lower than six feet so that i can go on top of him <laughs> <laughs> i know where this is going um and the it wasn't the priest or it, it was like the someone, priest you know the guy that worked in the graveyard was like yeah no we can arrange that and she's like i want it to be in death like it was in life <laughs> me on top what a just g like, okay i wasn't there for that meeting but i remember mum telling me and i was like gee how did you hold that together i would have just cried like Honestly, laughing i would have literally just piss my pants and even like working in the shop some of the things that the elderly customers said i would be cry laughing yeah they, they are hysterical really um, funny especially there was this one customer i had i can't remember exactly what she said but she was never married never had kids or anything and i think she said something to me like oh do you have a boyfriend and i was like no no i've been single for quite a while and she's like good <laughs> no. You don't need a man. Fuck like, men. No, I don't. You're so right. You're so correct. Also, I just want to say as well, this is kind of going off a little bit, but like, um, loneliness in young people, like twenty year olds and upwards, is a thing. Is a massive thing. I think it's like nineteen to like twenty five or something. It's literally going to be me when you leave university. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, often loneliness is really prevalent within that age as well and there was a there was something like a campaign fund, funded by the lottery 
and um, it was where they paired up young people and old people so young people who would have been lonely and older people who would have been lonely and they made friends and it was so sweet and you you never realise how much you have in common like at the moment it's, it feels like there's a massive generational divide between all the generations and it's like very much like we don't understand your generation we will never understand your generation we don't want to be around your generation um, but like you never realise how much you have in common in, with those people until you speak to them and you get to know with them Definitely. and you become friends with them because you can it's do you like know what lovely. that reminds me of one of my favourite TV programmes in the world it's on channel 4 is um, the something like the old people's home for four year olds yes do you know what it, I, I think I know what you're talking about that's not what it's called but we'll put it on our Instagram and oh my god it is the sweetest thing I've ever watched in my life. Basically, they get like a group of um, preschool children who who are like three or four years old. You get a class of them and take them to a retirement home or an old people's home, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they just go and make friends with them, and it makes and they do. Like it is like obviously, um, it feels wrong to call it an experiment, but it is an experiment. Yeah. So they test like the mobility of the old people beforehand, the cognitive. Yeah. Um, ability of the people beforehand, you know, everything like that. Um, and then they do it again after, and every single old person improves. Yeah. And it's just so sweet and so lovely. And then you, they have the little interviews with the children, and they're like, My favourite's Margaret because she made pasta necklaces with me. And it's like, Oh, oh my Margaret. God. Yes, Margaret, you G. Oh, and it just, it makes me so happy. And if I had a child who was offered. A position to because I think the children have to be fairly confident in order to do it. And oh yeah, you've got I would force my child into that shit. I'd be like, you go and help. You'd be that, a, such a stage mum. You'd be like, come on, dear, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Literally, but I just, psycho. It's something I would. In, I know that when I was three, four years old, I would have been absolutely terrified to do that because I was so shy. You're a very anxious child. Oh, I should just keep going back to my own anxiety. Yeah, I think we should. Um, but the positive effects it can have on the child and the older person is so it just overshadows the fears and anxieties that that either of those age groups would have about it yeah um and a lot of the time they they don't have children or grandchildren so they never really experience children in that way especially the men who obviously when their wives were having babies they were out at work and never really did the dirty business sort of side of it yeah they never really like played with the kids or anything or a lot of them, their children and grandchildren are just adults, and they haven't experienced little kids in a while. And it—it's just honestly, if you want a good cry, go watch Do it. Because every episode I watch, I sob, sob, absolutely. Oh my just... god, there was one episode in one series where one of the older ladies had a fall, and like I don't even know, like she didn't like severely hurt herself, but obviously the skin is so thin and she bruised her face and she was like black and blue and two of the little girls went to go see her and they're like are you okay and one of them went you're still beautiful oh rachel oh i just couldn't cope um so another thing that i really wanted to talk about in this episode was um a campaign i don't know if it's a campaign or a charity it is i guess it's like a campaign charity situation one of the charities we really wanted to talk about today was one letter one smile um this is something that i heard about through another friend and then once i looked into it i couldn't get enough of it 
um i i've already sent off a letter um beth hasn't i have yet. yet um but basically it's a little campaign type thing where you can write a letter to a number of older people you choose whether you want it to go to a male or a female i personally don't see a difference so no, i just, I just of, put person i just <laughs> because they don't identify i would just like let fate decide sort of thing yeah um do they have an option where you just go like no preference no they don't it's just male or female and then you choose like where you want it to go like where in the world i said like wherever but you can choose specific places like if you wanted it to go to like a specific city or care home or something um and i oh i did it and it made me so happy and i already want to do it again yeah and you can do it as many times as you like and it's sort of like it just gets given to like random older people to like brighten their day and you can i left my phone number and my email address in case they want to reply to me it might be a nice thing for you to do like on the regular yeah definitely well because you're gonna be so lonely without me thank you just a reminder of my loneliness um but yeah because obviously not all of them like tech savvy or anything not all of them have um accessibility to tech as it is so so it's not like a guarantee that you will get a reply but just in case you put your address on there only my email address. You should have put your actual address. Well, then they were doing like physical letters if you wanted to post a letter, but because of COVID, they can't anymore. Oh. You have to like type it onto the thing and then they print it off, yeah. um, and give it to them. But I just I don't know. It just made my heart so happy doing it, and it is it is to tackle loneliness in the elderly, um, and honestly, it is just one of the best campaigns I think I've heard of for helping the elderly and it doesn't you know you doesn't cost you a thing like you do it for free they receive it for free yeah i don't know if like the care home has to have like a membership or something to it but as far as i'm aware it's like next to no funding yeah all it costs is a bit of your time and that's the most important and generous thing that i think you can give anyone yeah um especially at this time of year especially with um, when we were in lockdown again I don't know if when this comes out we'll be in another lockdown but if we are in another lockdown oh I swear to god I will literally lose my mind <laughs> but if we are in another lockdown you know you have so much time on your hands like I've got nothing to do mate you might as well write you know a letter a week or something and even if you wrote a letter a week for a year that's 52 letters even if that went to one old person that's 52 old people that you've um made their day a bit better exactly um so in i feel like i'm talking so much no because i think you have more to say on this than i do because obviously i haven't been personally affected by it so Mm. it feels a bit wrong for me to be like take the wheel on this one because i don't really know what i'm talking about yeah um just because i haven't had any people i've like properly known um that are that vulnerable and lonely and i i would i obviously i'm still very passionate about the cause but i think it's really good for you to be able to talk about it definitely um and i do feel really passionate about it and i did really push for this episode to be in our pre-records because it's just so important to me because not because i think oh i'm doing this now so that hopefully one day someone will do it for me when i'm old and lonely i'm not doing it for that i'm doing it because i know how happy it does make the elderly yeah and as you say loneliness kills so many and 
oh you know you hear those stories of those old people that have died and they're not found for like a week or something because oh nobody gosh. goes in to check on them like how sad is like can you imagine i can't i don't want to it's just it's just so sad so um one thing i really struggled with the only thing i struggled with when writing this letter was one choosing male or female because i didn't particularly have a preference and two what was i going to write about so i read a couple of like um example ones and it's basically like i basically said covid has been like a really weird time but we need to be able to take lessons from it um you know we need to be able to what am i trying to say we need to be able to basically i said there's a silver lining to everything yeah um we need to find the good in the bad and i said about um i gave the story of working in a really crappy job um and receiving a lot of hate and a lot of abuse and feeling really low and feeling i didn't say that i was depressed or anything but i just said that i was feeling like pretty poo but it has led it led me to have time off um work and in that time off i discovered that i would quite like my career path to go down the teaching route um and it was my little like if i could do it you could do it too look for the good in everything i mean it was quite depressing in the beginning i was like oh my god this is only going to depress me further <laughs> yeah you're but, like oh i fucking hate my life <laughs> but then as i got into it i was like okay now hopefully if they read on they will realize that actually it's it's okay like it's okay to feel like shit and then get back up off exactly and i know that they may not necessarily be in a position to like start a whole new career path at their age i think they can <laughs> but it is something that i don't know like i just really wanted to give that story i was like i don't have any positive stories <laughs> apart Yay! from having a really shit job having a really shit time mentally but then at the at the light at the end of my tunnel was finding my teaching course and the new job that i have now um and yeah being able to do something which will hopefully benefit my future so much more than working in a fucking news agent yeah i think um, the thing swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck the news no but i think the thing is for me I, i'm like what i'm struggling with is finding out what to write and obviously it's really nice to hear what you've written i think i'd like to write like oh by the way there is a four thousand word limit oh, so fuck. it's not got to be too long yeah i think i'd like to write almost just like not I don't want to write anything too deep. I just want to be like, I really like dogs, and I think they're really cute. And what do you but think about the, dogs? The joy of this is that you have so much freedom. Obviously, you know. I think someone who volunteers for uh, one less one smile like must proofread it to make sure you're not putting anything like yeah, like I'm gonna come and find you. Yeah, and anything you, like, like inappropriate or offensive in there. But there is so much freedom um, to being able to write whatever you want to write and that's what I really liked as well and that's why I do want to write more because now that I've thought about it, it's like that thing where like, you're like, oh, I can't think of anything at a time but afterwards you're like, wait, I thought of this, I thought of this, I thought of this. Yeah. Um, and like the next one I want to write, I really want to write about like all the animals and yeah, the positive you've got impacts so many... they have. Yeah, what are the sorts of things that you would like to write in yours? Because it, I, it must be so interesting for them as well that they get to hear so many different stories and insights. Yeah, I'd love to write like, obviously I'd love to write something deep about my life, but I feel a bit weird. I don't know, I'd feel a bit weird doing it because I'd be like, I don't want to make you really depressed because my life is quite depressing. <laughs> I don't have a lot of positive anecdotes, but I'd probably write about 
what I do, like I'm going to university and like performing arts and I really love dancing and singing and I've like wrote about my favourite shows and that kind of stuff, like art and stuff. And, and you can also be like, so um, if you do want to get back to me, tell me like, what your favourite musical theatre or like play or whatever it is. Yeah, like I'd love to hear about what you're thinking. And I also think um, I'd want to write like about my family. If I could write like one and then write another one, I'd love to write one about my family and like the people that I might have lost, but also the people that I have and like... I was going to do one about my family, but then I thought they're all old and homophobic. <laughs> yeah, it could be slightly <laughs> yeah difficult, but yeah, I'd like to write about my family. I don't think I'd be able to write too much about myself, because I obviously am, as you just said, I didn't even think about that, I'm a massive homosexual, <laughs> so I feel like if I was like, oh, I, Gay. S- I sleep with women, they'd be a bit like, okay! Not that I'd be like, oh, I sleep with women in the letter to an old person. No, no. But you know what I mean? Like, if I mentioned, like, a girlfriend or something like that, you know what I mean? You've got to be like... If I think if you said that you had a girlfriend at any point, they'd be like, oh, a friend, that's a girl. Oh, girl you know? pal. Girl pal green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it just, oh, it makes me so happy. It's so easy to do. It probably took me about 40 minutes to do and most of that time was deciding what am I actually going to write about yeah um do you think um it it gave you like a, it made you feel nice as well because I think a thing is it often people like think oh I just don't want to do anything but it might also be a positive not to be like oh here's a good thing you can get from it like this is what you're yeah. gonna get but like um, it can I, make you feel good and yeah it definitely did make me feel good I mean it was a thing that I had on my to-do list for a couple of weeks because I I really wanted to do it um and I didn't want to forget to do it the things that go on my to-do list are the things I always forget to do so um that's why it's it was on there um so it did very much feel like oh it's something I could take on my to-do list but at the same time it did make me feel really good I also felt really nervous when I submitted it it was yeah. like um, when you submit like some homework or something like oh my god someone's actually got to read this now and it's just thoughts in my brain that are on a page Yeah, it made me feel really weird in that sense but to make it a bit more personal do you think like if your granny and grandpa were like still around um, and obviously maybe if you weren't here or they just couldn't didn't have access to you do you think it would have they would have it would have been something that oh, they would have liked oh my god absolutely because <laughs> getting quite deep into it my you know i wasn't meant to be here really um not on like a suicide level um <laughs> on, in the fact that my grandparents um had severe fertility issues um and because they got married in 68 so i assume they started crying around that time as well um and after it didn't happen for them they went to the doctor and because it was the 60 late 60s early 70s they were sort of told well you're never going to have kids um so and adoption wasn't adoption was a thing but it wasn't like a a thing thing like a done thing it wasn't the done thing and ivf wasn't around it wasn't, (laughs) wasn't around at the time um but thankfully by some grace of god my mum came along in 72 um so it was still four years um that they spent you know just them two yeah but and i think that quite a lot about how grateful i am to actually be here it sounds yeah. so depressing um no but that's a nice thing it's nice to be grateful to 
be alive. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, so I'm constantly thinking like, oh, I'm so grateful to be here because you know it took that one time to get my mum, and they did try after because they really wanted to give my mum siblings, but it just never happened for them. So it was very much luck and your mum's like a, a miracle child she is a miracle child and you're um, like and she knows child. it <laughs> yeah no my mum got pregnant very quickly oh. <laughs> <laughs> um she definitely doesn't have the same issues and neither do i <laughs> um <laughs> um so i do think that a lot like imagine if they never had kids and they it was just them to i do often think like if it was just them two for the whole like 48 years of their marriage like would they have survived that long because can you survive just as a pair for that the whole time that i think so i believe in love and i believe that um they would have survived together because i I would love to take you through to answer your question it would have definitely particularly my granny um you know when she was old and ill i think it would have made her so happy because yeah. she loved like she lived on this really long street and she lived in her last house for about 10 years maybe nine years and there was a girl that lived opposite who was a few years older than me so she watched her grow up she loved being able to watch her grow up because you know she could watch me grow up but in a different way yeah and i so she got to watch that little girl grow up and you know just being around children made her so happy so hearing from young people would have made her happy as well yeah and i think it also as well like obviously this episode isn't about like bridging the gap between the generations. well it is a little bit it is a little we bit. need to start bridging the gap between the generations and stop this like hatred because i understand it's a different time and like people may have different beliefs to you and that but that doesn't necessarily make them terrible people well unless they're nazis nazis or they don't believe that people should have human rights then they might not be great and you obviously elders deserve respect but only if they respect people around them as well yeah and that's why i did have so much respect for my grandparents because they were so respectful of my liberal views and yeah you know it's all about love and respect and especially at christmas it's all about love and respect definitely um i don't know if Oh, I mentioned it to you briefly. Yeah, I mentioned it to you briefly before we started recording. But one of my mum's dogs um, is getting trained to work with older people. Um, not like a, a guide dog. dog or anything like that, um, or like a medical assistant dog or anything like that. Yeah, His so we're getting um, one of the dogs trained. His name's Teddy, and he's a Chihuahua cross with a Shih Tzu, and he's the he's most adorable. so tiny and fluffy and cute. And literally every time I come around, I can see why you want to get him trained because every time I come around, I'm like, oh, I just want to cuddle him. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we think he's the most obedient out of all the dogs. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all the others are well, fun, fun loving, and yeah, excitable. She's like, don't bitch about me while I'm sat here. <laughs> no and he not just him but so many animals bring so many elderly people so much joy when we went to go visit hospices which is probably one of the saddest days of my life um we went to go visit some hospices and we got told that my granny could have a ground floor um suite or a first floor suite and apparently in the ground floor suite you could have animals or pets come in and like someone once had their horse come in oh my god 
Okay. Future goals. If I don't have a horse at my bedside on my deathbed, I am going to be <laughs> so angry. But it is so true about how good animals are. I mean, obviously you have to have the right animal. Like, the dog that's on my lap now is Lottie. And she is so loving and so... I love her so much. But She's she is, very aggressive she's, about her love. She's very aggressive about her love. And also, she gets so anxious. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but, like, if one of the pigs is squeaking or something, like, her ears go back and she looks genuinely distressed because she is. She's very, like, oh, my God. When okay. CJ was dying and CJ came over here, she just sat next to him and just sort of looked at him with her ears back, like, oh, I want to save you. Oh, um, my God. That's because animals are so lovely and that's why animals are the best therapy you have. Absolutely, and that's why. Well, Teddy has to. Bye then. Well, she's fucked off now. She's not the best therapy. Fuck animals, though. <laughs> so rude. Um, when I was working, I always asked for a therapy dog, and now I can work around my dogs because I work from home. Um, I actually genuinely think I need a men- mental health support dog because I just am really stressed out with life in general. Having animals, any animal, you know, at mum's we have cats, dogs, guinea pigs, rabbits. That sort of vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I thought you paused like. I thought there was more. Goat. <laughs> Get a goat, do it. But no, they are so good just for. Just, just, just to squeeze. But Teddy. Not too hard, not obviously. Too hard. Teddy obviously has to go through some, um, like, testing and stuff Twins. like that. Um, when this goes out, it'll kind of be decided whether he's worthy of it or not. So if he's not, then. You're unworthy. You're unworthy. Um, then you know, sad times. But as I'm recording this, he's about to go for all of his tests, and he's got like a new collar, and we're like trade, like starting to like train him like basic obedience. Yeah. And he's yeah, very cute. I think he would enjoy it as well because he gets nervous in new situations like most dogs do but once he gets used to it after like 10 minutes like he's so sociable he loves the attention and he's not like aggressive in any like he couldn't be aggressive even if he tried like literally like he's he's the only dog that hasn't bit me and i'm not saying the dogs are like malicious and evil because they bite me like it's because i play too rough with them yeah even when i play rough with ted he's like no i love you too much i I don't think he's his mouth could fit over one of my fingers to be fair literally he's such a he's just such a sweet baby angel and i think like things just doing little things like that everyone can just do little things like maybe try and train up their dog if you think it's appropriate to go and see visit people in care homes it's not for every dog and there is no point in forcing your dog to do it it's just because um it would suit Ted so well. Mm. It is a, it's not a money-making thing. It's entirely a volunteer thing. We as a family are very into our volunteering. <laughs> and if you don't have a dog, just go and sit with somebody in a care home for a little bit. Yes, that's a very good point. Another thing that I wanted to mention was the Cinnamon Trust. Aww, um, that's who, such a nice name. Who my mum also volunteers for. Just like This is the like making my mum look like a better person She's section. such a lovely human being. Um, so the Cinnamon Trust is, um, again, a charity... Um, which you can volunteer or donate to, but it basically helps the vulnerable, disabled or elderly who have pets, you know, for like, because they have a pet, but they, they're not able to walk them for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. So we we did work with two families, now we only work with one. Um, and we walk her two shih tzus who are, who are getting on a bit, so... We don't know how much longer we have with them, but she is so lovely and she is so grateful. Um, 
and she still gets all the perks of having a dog like she still can like, like cuddle them yeah. the like she can still feed them and stuff unfortunately she's got quite poor eyesight so if they ever need medication or anything administering then mum will do it for her yeah um but on the whole she can still like have her pets and she always says oh i always had pets when i was growing up like i can't live without a pet and i'm so glad that there are organizations and charities like that in the world yeah that allow old people to remain like that yeah because i know when i'm old and probably killed my husband and murdered all of your family yeah and just have no children i will still want a dog and you know or a cat or whatever i can get um but it would break my heart to know that they wouldn't be getting appropriate exercise or anything with me yeah so i think that's a really nice one as well just to look out for um yeah but you don't it's even just even if you don't want to go down the formal route of volunteering or you just don't have the time or like you don't think you'd be good at it which you would be but you know what that each set their own or what you can do you can write the letter you can even if you just smile at somebody Mm. on the street like it then they don't even have to be like obviously we're talking about old people and vulnerable people specifically but just smile more at people in the streets and be kind and like just i think what you need to think is like you need to put out i like to think of it as like putting out put out more positivity in the world and you'll get more positivity back but treat it's like treat others as you wish to be treated but it's also like just give you have enough positivity for you and other people you have enough kindness like you've got to show yourself that kindness and you've also got to give that like giving that kindness away i think is one of the nicest things you can do and it's so small like your kindness can be so tiny but to you and you give it and then some to somebody else it can be massive and lovely definitely and that's why it's so important because kindness makes the world go around yeah i shouldn't have a podcast i literally i think i'm having a brain malfunction today (laughs) i just can't i just can't put anything i want to say into words (laughs) I'm like, and then the the kindness, and it's like, yeah, you know, good. it's good, yeah. it's nice and kindness. <laughs> um, but no, it is incredibly important. Yeah, no, it is incredibly important. Important, and I'm so grateful that we have this platform, Noble. In in order to I'm caught your like dyslexia, literally. My it, yeah, I'm so grateful to have this platform to be able to talk about this because I don't think it's spoken about enough within our age group in particular yeah um and i think loneliness is something we're all a bit shy of like we don't want to talk about it because it's so sad like we know about it like when that john lewis advert came out like we were like oh yeah no we really need to help old people when all the corona adverts came out of like old people um shielding oh yeah no we need to help old people that cadbury's advert um with the old man oh yeah no we need to help old people like people seem to remember it only when there's like an advert or something in it but they don't actually yeah you've got to do anything day to day you have to at this time you've got to be looking after yourself mentally physically and emotionally you've got to be putting that energy into yourself as well as your family but also if you have even a little bit of energy or positivity or kindness that you can just give to somebody else i think that is so valuable and important Absolutely. and even if it's just something tiny it could be make a massive difference to somebody's life yeah um i 
I really something that I really wanted to put on the grid is loads of other charities and organisations that you can volunteer or get involved with because there are so many and they do focus on many different sectors like cinnamon trusses about animals and old people and then one less, one less one is about loneliness and old people like mm. there are so many different parts you can go down with it and it's so worthwhile not just for yourself but for them um and it's just so, oh, i just can't talk about it enough like yeah. i just love it i just love these charities and i love helping old people so much yeah if there's something that you could um i don't want to get, get you too emotional but is there something if there if there was something you could say to your granny and your grandpa and just be like this is what i'm doing and this is what you've taught me and this is like yeah what would you say to them i would say i would say i did what you told me to do in terms of making mistakes yeah <laughs> plenty I've, I've done lots yeah um but now i think i've found a sort of stable-ish career path for where i want to go now i'm i'm so proud of where i am now um you know there's so many different aspects like i got my gcse's i got my a levels i looked after cj solely on my own for two and a half years um i worked in a news agents which was awful but i still did it and i got the training and everything i needed there um and i'm now training to be a teaching assistant and i don't know if it's the career path they would have seen me going down but it's still a career it's still a career yeah <laughs> better than being in a news agent it's so. all, yeah and i think their kindness and their love has passed on down through your family and it's mm. come to you and you're you're doing what you want to do with that and what they've taught you definitely i think i just thank them so much for giving me kindness and generosity and um an attitude of an attitude fuck everyone i've got an attitude no (laughs) like an attitude of not judging people and listening to people and being open-minded and stuff like that because i think those are definitely passed down from them whether genetically or it's learned behavior it's something i've definitely got from them and i'm much more of a force to be reckoned with than them (laughs) i'm a lot more i will say like and i'm quite more like there are more social issues that i'm more involved with and i think it is a positive if i use it correctly yeah so yeah that's what i would say that's so nice (laughs) so thank you so much for listening yeah i feel like you said everything we say and like to finish off i think it's just a case of being more kind to yourself and to other people oh my god absolutely merry christmas Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas everyone. <laughs> we have still got like more Christmassy episodes coming up um that are a bit more well one of them's a bit more joyful the other one probably isn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no definitely checking on your neighbors, checking on your elderly relatives, friends, mm. um friends of family, you know, just just everyone around you just make sure that they're okay. You don't have to buy them, you know, a stocking full of gifts at Christmas. It's not about money, it's about your time and it's about your patience. Even if you just like sent them a cheeky card through their letterbox, you don't even have to You pay can make it. Stamp. Mark, yeah. Craft arts and crafts it. They every homemade is always better than shop bought. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Yes. Um so yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much. Um we hope you've enjoyed. As we say, we'll leave a list of resources and links and lots of different stuff on our Instagram. Where can they find us best? 
they can find us at baby underscore podcast on Instagram. Woo-hoo. You can also find us at BB Podcast on Twitter. Woo-hoo. You can also find us at Busty Bay's Podcast on TikTok. And um, we have an email if you want to email us your deepest, darkest, the dogs joining in, Ooh. secrets. Um, and if you just want to, yeah, I agree have a chat um you can email us at bustybasepodcast at hotmail.com the bomb.com the bomb.com and does the dog have anything else to say no no i think we're good we can um, finish it <laughs> so thanks so much for seeing again don't forget to listen next week or we'll have another banging episode yeah. don't forget you. to subscribe on whatever you're listening yes absolutely show us that you like it and please. if you don't like it please don't tell us because we're sensitive souls yeah we literally have no idea what we're doing so so give us some feedback <laughs> um stay safe stay busty and always clean your Always clean your candy cane. Ooh, oh, good Christmas. Crimbo. Christmas themed. Crimbo themed. Always clean your candy cane. Peace out, people. Bye. Bye. Bye.